Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Thank you all for the opportunity to get to come out and be with you this morning. You probably don't know it. You probably haven't been there, but I've been here for the last two nights. Couldn't get away from it. And I come in this morning and I asked Tommy, I said, have you got anybody coming this morning? And he said, no, no, why? And I said, I've got to come. I ain't got no choice. I'll tell you, I felt like Jonah in a way. Because we took... I'll tell you how this came about to be. We took food down to my mom and dad's uh, Friday night. And he made a comment while I was there. And as soon as he made that comment, the Lord gave me a message. And when he gave that message to me, he told me it was right then where it was for. And it was for right here. And I'm thinking, now, Lord, I said, I come. So I turned into Jonah immediately. I said, Lord, I don't need to go down there. I can preach it. I can preach it on the radio. I can preach it in harmony. I can preach it either. He said, I didn't tell you to go there. He said, I told you to go here. I want you to understand something. I'm, I'm not wanting to be in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights. Henceforth, I'm here this morning. And you say, well, I don't understand why he would send you. I don't know why he would send me either, but I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I'm here for a reason right here this morning. And whatever that reason may be, I hope that you have got your hearts and your minds open and receptive right now to the Word of God. We're going to be looking in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6 here for just a few minutes, but by the help of the Lord, we're going to try to bring a message uh, right here this morning that I hope is going to be beneficial yeah. to each and every one here. Yeah. Amen. We've got, like it's already been said, there's revival that's fixing to start right here this evening. We've yeah. been praying about this revival for weeks, yeah. actually for over a month, yeah. maybe two months. I don't know, I can't keep track of time, but I want you to understand something. There's an urgency yeah. uh, about what's fixing to take place right here. First Timothy chapter 6, and I'd ask if you're able to stand, that you stand for the reading of the Word of God. If you're not able to stand, it's fine. You remain seated. Starting in verse 1, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 1. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. That the name of God and His doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have be, that have believe, believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren. But rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise, consent not to wholesome words. Even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes and words, 
whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men, of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself that godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain. Did you catch that word? There's a key word right there. Amen. It is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall in temptations and a snare, and to many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's as far as I'm going to read. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just ask for your blessings on this service right here this morning. Lord, we ask that you just move us to the side, Father. Use us as a mouthpiece right here for you. Only right here this morning that folks may not be attention on me or what little I'm doing, but Father, on you and on your word. And Father, we just ask for the Spirit to come in a great and mighty way right here this morning, Lord. Help us to have our hearts and minds open, receptive, and able to receive that which is coming our way right here this morning. Father, we do thank you and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be Amen. seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. Bless you, Lord. As I got to thinking and looking into this Word right Bless here you, that the Lord has given me, I, I, I got a thought that came into my mind. And that thought was, whatever happened to the rich man's money? The Bible tells us right here in the book of 1 Timothy, he said, For the love of money is the root of all evil. And I want you to understand something, that we live in a nation right now today that is based off of a monetary system. And yeah. that's how that most people count their prestige uh, in this walk of life, is how much money that they have been able to accumulate. But I want you to understand that Jesus told his people, he said, uh, he said that everything that you can see around you right here one day is going to burn away, it's going to melt away with a fervent heat. He said, lay not your yeah. treasures up on heaven, uh, where moth and rust can, dis- can corrupt, but lay your treasures up in heaven, where yeah. moth and rust does not corrupt. Yeah. I want you to understand something right here today, uh, my friend, that the love of money is the root of all evil. I want you to get a, get a picture of this in your mind uh, right here today. How uh, There's people out here in this Lord world else. today how uh, that they've got anything that they can ask for, uh, anything they ever wanted, anything they they think about yeah. in their mind. Yeah. They can reach out and yeah. get it today because they've got the means of doing that. But I can say to you right now, uh, they don't have the means to get a hold of an almighty God. Uh, uh, my friend, he told his plain and simply right here, uh, that gain with God, or godliness is great gain. Uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, my friend, I'll ask you a question today. Uh, when you lay your head down at night, how uh, do you have peace with God or are you still having to worry about the things that this world has got to offer out here? You need to ask yourself that question right here this morning. 
What is my hope built on? Well, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Uh, My friend, if you've got hope in anything else other than Jesus Christ and the shed blood uh, that he shed on the cross of Calvary, my friend, uh, then you're of all men most miserable. You say, I'm not miserable. I've got a good job. I've got a good wife. I've got a good husband. I've got this and I've got that. I've even got a good church that I can go to. Well, what good does it do for you to come? into the house of God oh, when all you can yeah. do the whole time you're sitting here is thinking about what you're going to have to do tomorrow yeah. Yeah. he said in his word he said take no thought for tomorrow for tomorrow will take care of itself yeah. Yeah. well I've got to have this and I've got to have that no you ain't got to have nothing I'm my friend yeah. other than what yeah. God gives you he yeah. said consider the lilies of the field yeah. and he said they neither toil nor reap how about he said they're close so Solomon in all his yeah. glory. I was not clothed in a rain and yeah. what they yeah. are. He said, consider the sparrow or the bird of my friend. He said, they don't have barns that they're building. <laughs> they don't have all these things. Yeah. But God still feeds them and clothes them every day. Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I got a question that I'm asking for us right here today. Whatever happened to the rich man's money? You see, my Bible tells me that one day after a while, I'm going to lay this body down. I'm going to die. And anything that I have accumulated up to that point, guess what? It ain't going to make no difference to me whatsoever. It ain't going to make no difference to me. Why is that? Because I'm going to be gone. I ain't going to be here to use it. I'm not going to have it. My friend, that's something that somebody else will be fighting over. My friend, can I say to you, there ain't nothing down here worth fighting over. Whatever happened to the rich man's money? Well, he said in one place, he said, he told uh, Simon the sorcerer, Simon the sorcerer, he was a man uh, who the Bible said he he had great games uh, uh, brought by a sorcerer, by rich craft, if you will. How about feeling that all these things took place right there? Uh, all of a sudden, he got saved one day. And when he got saved, he saw one of the apostles come by and laid his hands on somebody. How uh, that they may receive the Holy Ghost of God. Yeah. Therefore, as yet, the Holy Ghost had not been given. How about the Bible said that Simon I looked around and said, Hey, and he said, I want to buy that. He tried to buy God. You can't buy God. You can't buy God. He told him, Peter looked over at him, he said, Your money perishes with you. He said, you can't buy God. You can't buy the gift of God. It's a free gift. Oh, my friend, if you're going to serve God, then serve God. But don't try to buy your way into heaven. And he said, David said it like this. He said, my father owns the cattle of a thousand hills, and he owns the hills that they're on. He don't need my money. He don't need your money. He's going to take care. He can take care of just exactly how things need to be taken care of. He can do that. If you look back up there in verse 9. Now listen, the love of money is the root of all evil. But verse number 9, he said, But they that will be rich will fall in temptation, a snare. In other words, a trap. Hey, you know what the adversary is using against you right now? The same thing he used against me and the same thing he used against mankind all down through time. Hey, my friend, hey, he's got our eyes focused on this. You see, the Bible tells us 
He said, love not the world, neither yeah. the things that are in the world, for all is in the world. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust yeah. of the eye, and the pride yeah. of life. The only thing, my friend, that mankind is one is whatever he can see. He thinks when he sees something, he thinks, I gotta have me one of them. See, a few years back, uh, a couple years back, Tommy was preaching in a room. He was preaching in a revival over there in Knoxville. And I said, I'll go with you, but you're going to have to pick me up and take me with you. I'll ride with you. Well, he just happened to have a brand new high country truck. He come and picked me up in. First thing, first thought that crossed my mind was, boy, if I had me one of these, I'd be, I'd be in high cotton. And you know, I thought this is what I need. I want you to understand something. A materialistic things are not going to amount to a hill of beans. And when it's all said and done, they're going to melt away with a fervent heat. But I want you to understand one thing right here, right here today, that if you leave out these doors right here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you're going to leave out of here poor, wretched, and miserable, naked, and destitute. I want you to understand that. If you don't get nothing else out of this message right here today, I want you to understand this one thing, that if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're poor and miserable and wretched. You read that? You can read over there in the book of Revelation. There's so much through here that I just don't have the time nor the strength to preach all of it. But I want you to understand something. The Bible tells us all through time that God is sufficient for each and every one of us. Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden. God walked with them every day. He came down in the coolness of Eden and He walked with them and He fellowshiped with them and He provided every need they had. Right there in the Garden of Eden. But all of a sudden, one day the tempter come along. The adversary, if you will. And when He comes along, He's got something. He's going to dangle something right in front of your eye. And He's going to tell you, number one, right now I'm going to break it down into modern day, okay? He's going to tell you first thing you don't need is to come to the house of God. He'll tell you that. You don't have to go to the house of God. It's a good day to go fishing. The sun's shining. It's nice outside. Let's just go fishing today. We'll worship God on the lake. No, you will not. You will not worship God on no lake. You're out there worshiping the creation more than the creator. He said, forsake not to assemble yourselves together as is the manner of some, and how much more as you see that day approaching. If you can't open your eyes and see that that day's approaching, you're blind and cannot see afar off. I've got to move on. The result of this love of money and the result of all this, excuse my voice, it's one of those uh, back in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, <clears throat> starting in verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. See, this is God who has just brought them out of Egypt's bondage. He just brought them out of slavery. He just brought them. My friend, they, they'd spent some uh, 400 years, I guess, in bondage. But he said, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee daily. Now listen here. Lest when thou hast eaten and are full and have built goodly houses. 
Are you listening? Uh-huh. Come on. In other words, you got your pocket padded with some money. You built goodly houses and you dwelt therein. And when your herds and your flocks multiplied and, and your silver and your gold is multiplied, I've got money now. I remember how when I was just a boy, how my friend, I made about $4 an hour. And I thought, man, how am I even going to make it from day to day? I made it better then than I do now. And I make a lot more of that now than yeah. I did then. Yeah. And he said it like this. When your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your golds multiply, and all that thou hast is multiplied, yeah. then your heart... See, this is all about the heart. All about the heart. The love of money comes from the heart. Then your heart be lifted up and forget the Lord. Ain't that something? As long as we've got plenty to eat, as long as we've got clothes on our back, as long as we've got a house to go to, then everything is fine. But then all of a sudden one day to get the rug pulled right straight out from under you, don't you? You might find yourself in a homeless situation. You might find yourself naked and destitute of your daily bread. You might find yourself living out in the rain somewhere. I want you to understand something. That's when you start calling out to God. My friend, don't wait on the bad things to happen. He's still God in the good times just like he is in the bad times. Then your heart be lifted up that you forget the Lord. Thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. (laughs) Done been set free from that, Lord, but let me get back in there just a little while. I remember the leeks and the melons and the cucumbers. I remember the onions, and I remember that I had a place to lay my head down at least over there. Take me back to the bondage situation, Lord. No! No! Never! I ain't got nothing to go back to. Neither do you. Who led thee through out the great and terrible wilderness wherein was fiery serpents and scorpions and drought? There was no water. Yeah. Brought, yeah. And he brought yeah. water out of the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't none there. But like some all of a sudden started coming out of a rock. Now, I, I, I experienced a long time thinking about this rock and the water coming out of it. And I thought about it when when I was looking at it, it was like a water hose coming right out of that rock. But then I got to looking at how many people and how many animals had to be watered out of that. There had to be a magnificent river come out of that rock. That's God. And he fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers didn't know. That he might humble you. <laughs> Did you catch that one word right there, humble? If you come before God, that's the only way you can come before God is come humble. You must come before God humble. You ain't going to come in. I've had people tell me before, oh, when I get up there and I get to stand before God, I'm going to stand there with my chest bowed down. You, know, you ain't going to do no such a thing. I, I'll tell you how I figure I'm going to be. I'm going to be like a chicken stealing dog. I'm my friend, I'm going to be standing there knowing that I'm guilty and I know that I've written and I know that there's wrath that should be poured out on me. But thanks be unto God, I'm not appointed into wrath. But I'm appointed unto grace. Amen. Thanks be unto God. That he might 
he might prove then, do, do thee good at thy latter end and say in thy heart, my power and the power of mine hand has gotten me this wealth. In other words, I've done it all myself. I didn't need God. I didn't have to have God. God didn't have to provide for me because I was able to take care of my own family. I was able to put a roof over our heads. I was able to put clothes on our back. Let me tell you something. All blessings come from God. Everything. Now he may establish my covenant that he's swearing to thy fathers in this day. See, he's a promise that he's made me. That he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. He's told me, he said, I go with you all the way even to the ends of the world. That's a covenant. That's a promise that he made me. And it shall be if thou do all, if, if you do it all, forget the Lord your God. And serve them, or excuse me, and walk after other gods. Well, I'm not serving no other God, are you not? Pay attention to what we're talking about right now. Anything Amen. that you put before Amen. you, that you put before Amen. God, is your God. Yeah. If it's your bass boat, it's your bass boat. Yeah. If it's your rabbit beagle, it's your rabbit beagle. If it's your car, it's your car. If it's the Walmart, it's the Walmart. But if there's something else that's taking the place of the Almighty God, that is your God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Lord help us. And serve them and worship them. I testify to you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face. So shall you perish because you could not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord help us. Excuse me just a second here. Let's see more. Like Thomas said, over the Bible, got the notes out of the way, it's preaching time. Yeah. Amen. I got to thinking. Different places in the Bible, and like I said, there's so many different places in the Bible that there's no possible way that we could cover them all. But I want to revert our attention back over to the 16th chapter of the book of Luke for just a moment. The Bible said there was a certain man who fared sumptuously every day. He had purple. He wore clothes of purple and fine linen. I want you to understand something. He had, in our day, he would have had an Armani suit on. He would have had uh, those alligator skin boots and all these other things. He, he was dressed out to the hills, okay? The Bible said he fared sumptuously every day. He didn't lack for anything. Whatever he wanted, if he wanted a T-bone steak, he said, you bring me a T-bone steak. If I want prime rib, bring me the prime rib. If I want corn on the cob, then give me corn on the cob. He fired sumptuously every day. Didn't make no difference. Whatever it was he wanted. He reached his hand out and he got it. Yeah. The serpents was right there with it for him. Johnny on the spot. He snapped his fingers and he said, I want it. And they had it right there. And, and I want you to understand something. The Bible said that there was a beggar which laid at his gate full of yep. sores. Yep. See, that beggar didn't have no money. That beggar didn't have anything in his walk of life. Right. The only thing he had was sores. The Bible said, moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Uh, my friend, he was looking for some kind of peace, some kind of comfort in his walk of life. Uh, my friend, he wanted something uh, to comfort him, to ease the pain and torment. 
the dogs would come around and lick him. And he desired the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. I don't have to have the steak. Just give me a little corner of the bread. Just give me this. Just give me that. That's all I want. I don't have to have the finest of everything. Just give me this and give me that. But the Bible said that the rich man fared sumptuously. He had everything that he wanted. But I want you to understand something. My Bible tells me that it's appointed the man wants to die after this to judgment. It ain't going to make any difference how much you've got in this walk of life. One day after a while, you're going to die and I'm going to die. Oh, well, I've got it worked out to where they're going to freeze my body. And sometime down in the the future, when they come up with a way to bring me back to life, here I'm going to be. That ain't going to happen. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. And from dust... You was formed, and to dust shall you return. Yeah. Ain't going to make no difference. The Bible said all of a sudden that one day it happened. Lazarus died and said the angels came and got him and carried him and laid him in Abraham's bosom. Now, I know Abraham's bosom was a place. But I want you to understand the way that I picture this in my head. I picture Father Abraham as sitting there and the Bible said that he was comforted by Abraham in Abraham's bosom. And I see him just laying with his head on Abraham's chest right there and him kind of just stroking him saying, Son, I know that you had a hard, hard time. I know that everything that you done in, in that walk of life, it was a struggle for you. I know that hey, you, you, you had all these bad things happen to you up there. But welcome in to the joy right here. I have not seen it or have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The good things that God has laid up in store for you. And here you are now. And you're comforted. But you see, it don't make no difference if you're rich or poor. You're going to die. There's still two choices. There ain't no half a dozen, ain't ten choices. There's two choices. You're either going to go to heaven you're going to go to hell. And I, I don't know how to make that any plainer. But the Bible said that the rich man also died. He died too. His money couldn't save him. His money couldn't keep him going. But he died also. And when he died, the Bible said he lift his eyes up from being in hell. And the Bible said that immediately he was in torments. Yeah. He lifted his eyes being in torments. And he started looking around for a way out of there. And he started saying, Father Abraham, he could see there was a great gulf fixed between them right there. But he cried out and said, Father Abraham, he said, send Lazarus that's laying there in your bosom right now. He said, send him that he may bring some water and just let one drop of water fall off his finger under my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. Mm -hmm. Abraham said, that ain't going to happen. He said, there's a span right here that we cannot cross. We can't come to where you're at, and you can't come over here to where I'm at. You made your bed, you're going to lie in it. I want you to understand that right here today. You may think this is harsh. You may think that this right here is something that that you shouldn't have to hear. I want you to understand that there's only two ways, two places. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, he died being torments. Bring some water. Touch my tongue with it. So it ain't going to happen. He said, okay. 
See, I'm going to tell you right now what happened to the rich man's money. Okay? Because the rich man, all of a sudden, he realized I messed up. But he looked and he said, okay. He said, you ain't going to let him come here where I'm at. He said, send him back to my father's house. You know what was back at his father's house? That's where his money was at. And that's where everything that he had left. I was right back there at his father's house. And he said, for I've got five brothers right there in my father's house. And they're going to come to this very same yeah. wicked place of torments that I'm in right now. Except you send Lazarus back and let him tell them about this place right here. And Abraham said, no. He said, he's not going back to your father's house. He said, he said listen. He said, they've got Abraham and the prophets, or they've got Moses and the law, and the prophets and the law. And he said, that's all they need. That's all you need yep. is the prophets and the law. He said, that's all that they need. And he said, they won't believe it. I didn't believe it, and they're not going to believe it either. I want you to understand something in here today. Jesus Christ died some 2,000 years ago on a cross of Calvary. Yep. And you either believe that or you yeah. don't believe that. Yeah. Right here this morning, you either believe that or you don't believe that. You say, well, what are you getting at now? I'm trying to tell you that if you ain't saved, if you're not born yeah. again, if you're not blood bought, right. born again, child of God, your money's going to perish with you when you die. Yeah. Anything materialistic that you've got in this walk of life is going to perish and burn up with you when you die. He said, I want you to go back to my father's house and tell my brothers. Because I don't want them to have to come to this place right here. See, he all of a sudden had a missionary vision about him. He all of a sudden wanted to get the gospel out. I'm asking a question to you right here this evening or this morning. Uh, have you got that zeal about you this morning? Are you trying to get people to come into the house of God? Are you trying to invite people to come to this revival that's about to take place? Because I want you to understand something. The Bible says that they must hear the preached word of God. It takes the word of God. They ain't going to get it by watching Andy Griffith. you understand that? Does everybody get that? This is not a TV salvation. This is a spirit-filled salvation. I want you to understand this one thing about what happened to the rich man's money. His rich man's money was right there in his father's house and his brother started spending his money. They started spending his money that he had laid up. Don't you understand something? When you die, if you've got any money and you've got family members or kids or whatever, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, they'll probably start squabbling after your money. That's probably what's going to happen. But I want mine to understand one thing. You don't, I don't care anything about the money. Yeah. I don't care if I leave them a dime. I don't care anything about that. But I want them to know one thing. Yep. Jesus still died for them. Amen. He died for their sin just like he died for my sin. Amen. And he's still in the saving business. Yeah. He's still wanting to save right here today. That rich man. We all know the story. How the, the rich man went on. He's, he's still there today. Yeah, he's right. still there. He's yeah. not had one moment of rest since yeah. that day. Amen. And I want you to catch this. He ain't scared. He ain't worried about his money anymore. His money's not what he was worried about. Over in the 15th chapter, it tells us another story about a man. A certain man, the Bible says, a certain man had two sons. And said, the younger of the sons came to him 
came to the father and said, Father, give me the portion of goods that befalls to me. He said, I want your wealth that you've acquired that you're going to leave for me. He said, I want that for me. And I want you to understand something. He went ahead and gave it to him. He never should have done that. To start with, he never should have done that. You say, well, what are you getting at? I'm saying that there's a lot of people out here today that you've got kids that you know are out here doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, but yet you're still giving them money, a hand over fist, doing this, doing that, and you ain't done nothing but enabling them to do those things. That didn't cost you anything, okay? Didn't cost one thing for you. He never should have gave him the money, but when he gave him the money, the Bible said that he sojourned, took a journey down into a far country. When he got there, the Bible said he wasted his substance with riotous living. What's these kids doing out here today? I know what I did when I was a kid. And it wasn't in the house of God. I want you to understand something. He said, he got down there and he wasted his substance with righteous living. He wasted, went through everything that he had. That money that he had, as long as he had money, he had friends. And you'll find that to be true out here in this walk of life. As long as you've got money, you're going to have friends. As long as you've got a car and somebody needs a ride, you're going to have a friend. As long as you've got a house and somebody needs a place to stay, you're going to have a friend. But when time comes around where they don't need that any longer, then you'll find out that they didn't need you to start with. They didn't want you. They didn't like you. They didn't love you. Only thing they wanted was what you was able to provide for them right there in that particular instance. The Bible said that all of a sudden he began to be in want. His money ran out. He all of a sudden found himself hungry and he found himself cold. And he found himself living out in the weather. He's out there with the hogs. Oh, my friend. And the Bible said that he looked around and he came to himself. You see, this is the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to come to yourself. Yeah. You've got to realize, I don't have to stay in this yeah, condition sure. that I'm in right now. There's a better place of waiting on me. There's something better that God has got in plan for me. There's something better. I don't have to stay at home. Yeah. So the Bible said, does he got right there, my friend? He said, I'm going to rise and go back to my father's house. You see, he had to do some repenting. When he got there, the Bible said he started back towards the father's house and he was walking. And I could just see a little dust trail coming up behind him. The Bible said the father was sitting out there waiting on him to come home. See, there may be somebody sitting in here right now and you say, I've been, I've been on a journey. I've been on a journey and I've left God. I've, I've been going away from God. I have wasted everything that God gave me. I've wasted it down here in this far country. I want you to understand something. When he got within sight, the Bible said that the father saw him and ran to him. He didn't wait on the boy to run to him, but he ran to him. And the Bible said he fell on him and kissed his neck. And he put a ring on his finger and put a robe on him and told the servant, go and kill the fatted calf. For this my son, which was dead, is now alive. He had left me, but he has returned. He's back home. So what are you getting at, preacher? I'm trying to make you understand something. 
what happened to the rich man's money. The rich man's money was gone. It was not there no more. All of a sudden, he realized it ain't about the money. I had the money. I had the prestige for just a little while. I had the fame. I had the friends. All of a sudden, the money was gone. But now I have found peace back here with my father. You may be sitting in here this morning, and you say, well, I'm saved. I'm born again, child of God. I've not been doing just exactly what I ought to be doing. Let me go ahead and tell you something. You're just backslidden as a proverbial backslidden heifer. He said, As death finds you, so shall the judgment. He said, If a tree falls to the north, then let it lay to the north. If it falls to the south, then let it lay to the south. But whatever condition you find yourself in, however God finds you, that's the condition you're going to be in when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. No, you ain't going to do no such thing. You say, I'm going to be bold when I stand before him. No, you're not. You're going to be just like me. You're going to fall down and cower at his feet. And you're going to say, Lord, why would you bother with something like me? I don't know anybody's hearts in here today. I'm just thankful that I got to get this off of me. Amen. Maybe I can actually sleep tonight. I've not slept for two days. And I just don't I just don't think that the word of God goes out to return back for me. I think that he had a purpose and he had a reason. And I'm glad that I don't have some way of standing up here and looking and saying, I know just exactly who this is for, because I don't. But this is your opportunity right here this morning. If he's speaking to your heart, trying to get your attention, then now is your time that you can come to him.